Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo personality. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We're not dead. <laughs> so, well, two of us aren't dead. Yeah, we got Pete back here and we got John the Mountain Man with us and we're putting out a new episode because we got, we're paying for the podcast. We might as well put out an episode. (laughs) But maybe Chris died. Who knows? Yeah. So Chris started his own like business with his ice, his uh, shaved ice truck and it it has him busy, man. He has not been playing like any games at all. So hopefully he doesn't die in his, you know, shaved ice truck. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i guess if i lived in charleston i'd want ice all summer yeah well i mean it's it's fall and it's still like 94 degrees here in charleston yeah it's not summer till the leaves are brown yeah right at the end of summer all right so yeah we're going to talk about a few things because there's a lot of topics we just haven't hit on because we haven't been recording as much but we're, we're rectifying that so a couple things are we do have some like new models we do have a bunch of the resins are coming out, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. We also had WTC just wrapped up. We got a bunch of the new captains, and they sh- kind of previewed some of the abilities, got the game plan decks, and yeah, it's just, there's a lot to talk about that, you know, when you take about a month and a half off that you just kind of miss. Yeah. What, good ball. I remember that game. Yeah, right? Yeah, and a lot of people know that we've been doing these side games, but kind of like what I was telling you right before we recorded, John, that it's just it's important to reset when you've been grinding out a game like because we've been playing Guild Ball pretty much nonstop since like season three first kicked off, and just after playing a game for that long, you just need to reset once in a while and just you know enjoy some other games before you get back into it. Yeah, that's all I played, and now I don't play it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just one of those things where I think a bunch of people just kind of reset at the same time and it it's left a vacuum kind of in the in the southeast, but definitely still a great game and I'm excited to the guild I'm probably going to start playing again when we're done with this Age of Song and the Song of Ice and Fire game is I'm probably going to start playing Brewers again for a bit because I want to run Corker and Tapper and just smash things. Is their win rate really high? I mean, no. <laughs> and, and you want to play them? I know, right? Come on. That hey, doesn't seem right. Brewers are my roots, okay? <laughs> sure. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is all these resin models that essentially are coming out. So if you look at basically this all came out when we looked at um, looked at Nova. They did a spoiler and they talked about a bunch of announcements and stuff. And we have a bunch of resin teams that are starting to come out. And the ones that they showed are the Alchemists, the Masons, and the Brewers. And they're also, they have the Veterans Wave 1 that are coming out in solo blisters now. So if you want people like Vet Calc or Vet Minx, you don't have to buy the whole box. You can just buy the individual one you want. So that's great that they did that. And all these new kind of prints 
of the new resin models look pretty sweet. I don't know if you've kind of looked at them, John, just which models you're like, man, that's a pretty sweet model. I'm looking at them now, but like every box, it's kind of like, I wish some of them had changed. Like calculus. Calculus is so boring just standing there. Yeah. But then you look at, but then you look at catalyst and that model looks pretty sweet now. Which one, the fat one or the, (laughs) (laughs) I like both of them. I like the fat weird one. And then I like the hulked out one. This little fat weird one got like, he like, he got fatter. He's so random. (laughs) It's, it's awesome. I love it. That's the before and after shot. You know, that's before he started going to the gym. Yeah. I mean, taking that creatine. There's so much they could do with smoke though. Yeah, that pose could be that model could be so sweet. Just kind of like, yeah, we just left it alone. Yeah, a couple other models that I think look really cool is I like the new. If you look at Hooper, Hooper's new sculpt is pretty cool. He's kind of just standing there stoically. Uh, let's see here, who else in here looks pretty good that I like. Oh, I have to get the-, uh, the new the new tower pose. Tower doesn't look tiny anymore. And then the last one that I like is Mash. Kind of has this kind of nice little um, kind of stoic look to it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where those new models just look really sweet. I, I'm really kind of digging that. I, I, I'm not going to buy the ones I already have, but like I don't have Alchemist, so that's a box that maybe I would pick up. Oh, if you're going to go back to Brewers, you got to go back and get Brewers. I mean, I, I have Brewers. But you got to get the new ones. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, the only difference in models really that like is a huge difference is Hooper and then Mash, and the other ones pretty much look the same. Like a very slight change to Friday, maybe. Yeah, Friday has a slight different pose, and Stave does too. He he doesn't have that streak of beer going over his head, so that looks a little different as well. Uh, they just gave you one less thing to break. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was always an awful piece. I mean, who wants that new mash if you've got rookie mash though? Yeah, rookie mash is still sweet. Yeah, so Alchemist, the Alchemist one, you can pre-order now. Uh, the Masons one is going to be in October. The Brewers one will be in November. And you should be able to pre-order the Veterans Wave 1 now. So uh, hopefully the timeline for this state like sticks and we're not going to get a bunch of delays because that would just piss, piss everybody off. <laughs> no. They would, <laughs> they would not miss shipping deadlines. No way. All right, so let's talk real quick about some of these other captains that we have. So we have Festival, which is the farmer's new captain coming out. And she just looks like this uh, girl with flowers in her hair. So she's a planter who can move and heal multiple friendly models. Is that what the farmers needed? Uh, I don't know. Do they plant a lot of stuff? I mean, she needs to plant, I guess. <laughs> well, she's apparently- a planter. Apparently she's going to plant in a bunch of other ways as well. Is she is she going to be planted into Bryce's roster? I I don't know. Maybe she's going to be better. If she's anything decent, she's just going to. It's like okay, Grange just isn't going to see any play still. No, but the last time I played Gilball, I played Grange and had a blast. Yeah, Grange was pretty interesting. Oh yeah, that was. We didn't talk about that one. That was me and you just and me sitting there with Grange staring at you. I know, right? That was a fun game though. Black, Black Heart's back, baby. <laughs> Grange is back. There's, Grange is here for the first. No, he's back. I guess he was here at one point. Yeah, I mean, I I like Grange a lot. It's just, I think I think he's just after the new adjustment, he's just had to find his place in the world. And his new his new addition isn't terrible. I mean, I, I, like you said, you had fun with him. He's pretty decent. Oh, I had a blast. He's a 
put put the ball in the corner, sit next to Wendell and Fallow, and dare you to come over. I'm just looking real quick to see if they spoiled any of the rules for festival. I don't think they did. They spoiled those uh, two rules the other day. What was that rule? Our tools are the sharpest. Maybe that was her. <laughs> so, yeah, we got her anyways. And then the other captains that they spoiled, one was uh, Soma. So this is the alchemist new captain who I actually like this idea because you can switch modes on him. So one version, he's begun, he's going to be a support captain. And then the other, he's going to put out a bunch of damage. So when he like lights himself on fire, he just puts out a crap ton of damage, apparently. Yeah, just go straight kamikaze. Kill him. He knows he's going to die, but he's going to try and take two with him. Yeah, they had a cool function like this in War Machine where you used to have a Warcaster who you could either go with this support mode or this killy mode. So I like that they're using that idea for this new Alchemist cap. And I think that's going to be a really cool, cool function in the game. Yeah, it looks sweet. And then my favorite new captain is going to be Greed, who Veteran Greed is going to count as both apparently a mascot and a captain. So I was kind of right on that when I said that would be awesome. <laughs> hmm. So, But he still only gets one activation, but gives somebody else a second activation, which could be freaking nuts. Yeah, depending on how it works, definitely could be nuts. Like, imagine somebody... That just puts out a crap, especially with the new adjustments to the squaddies for Union and how much just solid damage they put out. That uh, O-Rage? Two, yeah. yeah, two free charges with O-Rage. Yeah, that'd be insane. Tooled up. Yeah, that, new, oh, that new O-Rage is, is good because now that you can do tooled up as his heroic, that just makes him so good with Blackheart and now good with Veteran Greed. All right, so... Next new models that I want to ask you about, John, is what do you think about this Shepherd's Guild? Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of not feeling it, dude. They got a big goat, a pig, and two dogs. Like, what the hell kind of goat is that big? <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like those things off the Dark Crystal. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Bunch of nerds just lost some respect for you, John. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own kind of nerd. But, anyway, but anyways, if you watch the Dark Crystal, they kind of got these big mammothy looking kind of kind of furry goat things like that that the main puppets ride, and it looks a lot like that. So, I mean, I don't know if that was the inspiration for it or not. Right, it's like a ram goat thing, but it's the size of a freaking buffalo. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I like the idea. I'm more excited about, like, the only thing that gets me excited about the guild is the dogs. Yeah, the dogs look kind of cool. So, apparently, there's a punishment mechanic that's coming with this guild. Basically, when you take out one of their models, it triggers a global buff to the rest of their team. So, like, a model will have a punishment mechanic where it's like, uh, if this model's taken out, the rest of the team get plus two tack or something like that. Do you, so, you get punished for hitting them, but you don't get punished for scoring on them? Uh, it it says when the model suffers the taken out, so I guess it doesn't. You don't get a benefit against goal scoring teams. I, I guess I don't know. That would suck. I guess. Yeah, it's like, hey, there's shark. Guess none of our global abilities are going to trigger. Uh, let's see here, and then the last thing that we have the new game plan deck that or game plan cards, and these are going to be released in November. So we still got a ways before they come out. But I like that they're keeping the system, John, but they're just changing up some of the cards. Right. Do you think any of the numbers will change? Um, I don't know. They look the same. The ones that they gave an example of, there's three that they show on, on the blog. One is called Pick Up the Pace. 
and that's starting with the player that has the initiative. Both players may choose one friendly squad squaddy model. Uh, the chosen model gets plus two plus two movement, and that's a six zero card. Uh, they also got raw enthusiasm. Choose a friendly squaddy model. The chosen model gains put me back in coach. And that's once per turn when this model suffers the taken out condition. This model may immediately remove the taken out condition and return to the pitch as if it were the maintenance phase. Dude, that's so good. Yeah, and that's a two. That's a plus two plus one card. And then there's never say die. Each time a friendly model suffers the taken out condition, the friendly team gains two momentum points. The raw enthusiasm is so good when you know you've got like a model that your opponent left on one health. Like they're just waiting. This is. I, I feel like this is Steamforge's response to the whole holding models captive approach and just saying, you want to know what? You're going to hold this captive and kill it top of turn two. Well, fuck you. He's coming back in. If you get this card. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? That helps a little bit with that because if you are playing that cagey kind of game style and, and you're used to just kind of keeping up on the enemy and you're just taking models out, you know, slowly and methodically, this card can help you stop that type of game style, which a lot of people have said is negative gameplay experience for some people. Yep, so those are cool cards. I'm I'm curious if they're going to... I think they said they're going to switch out a lot of the ones that don't see a lot of play because we all know there's, there's game plan cards where when you get it, you're just like, yeah, I'm never picking that one. Yeah, I, I'd like to see the plus, you know, the plus ones or the plus twos like actually make you want to keep them over us. A five or a six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, make it tempting, right? Where yeah. it's like, oh, well, you know, because before, like now, it's just like, oh, I'm going to keep, if I get any sevens, I'm keeping those. I'm probably going to keep a six and then, you know, sprinkle some three, four, fives in there. Yep. And God help you if your highest card is a four or five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my strategy was usually just keep the highest ones, except for like yeah. one or two. Yeah, because there's one or two that are like really good, but for the most part, it's just take the highest one and just use that to kind of keep the advantage. That's kind of a lot of the big announcements that are coming down the pipe. Uh, another big announcement for uh, tournament goers is that Second Wind, which is the Eastern U.S. Nats, is going to be in October. I believe it's the third weekend of October. Don't quote me on that, but they do have open spots. So if you do have the means, you can go play in a really big tournament in a brewery up in Chicago. So if you got the chance to do that, go ahead and do that. I know John's got football. Yeah. <laughs> it's football season. Yeah, man. They should do that in the summer. Football? Jesus. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Tournaments that matter. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're up in the mountains. You're not going to be hot and sweaty. Yeah, it's been so isn't, it like, isn't it like 60 in the summer there? It's been like 87. Oh, that's terrible. Shoo. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was just looking at WTC. Now, a lot of people have talked about the lineups, but something I just wanted to do is just talk about some of the general things that just people are doing with the tournament. And the first thing is just with kind of like the team layout and at WTC, there were 18 fish players, 16 farmers, and then 15 masons. And that was kind of the top three guilds brought. So so I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of people love fish. Here's what I don't get. I don't. What happened to the blacksmiths got nerfed that hard? I mean, if you look at it, I mean, only six blacksmiths. Yeah, I didn't think. 
I didn't know the nerf was going to hit them that hard. And if you are looking at the different teams, the team that finished best with blacksmiths as one of their three was Scotland one and they went three and three. So that, I mean, and I, I kind of said it, I mean, those changes to sledge and, um, and anvil were pretty big changes that definitely made the guild make some harder choices as far as their, uh, their game plan goes. Uh, the best, so Germany one ended up winning it for those of those people that don't know. And their makeup was, uh, yeah, no way. And their makeup was masons, alchemists and fish. So pretty interesting, uh, Pretty interesting three. Yeah, and if you look at it, let's see here. Which one of the three? Tim, who is Tim W, who's a big, just the guy's a beast. Everything I hear about him. Tim W, because we don't want to try to say your last name. With Chinowski. With Chinowski. There we go. That sounds that sounds like a thing. (laughs) He was playing Alchemist. Uh we had Metz, who was uh Masons, and then Christoph Muckenheim. (laughs) <laughs> was playing fish. I'm sorry if not only did, not only play Optimist, he played Midas all day. I mean, I thought I think Midas is pretty decent. I mean, I don't think he's terrible. No, I don't either. I'm just happy to see Midas. Yeah, Midas doing some work. Yeah. Yeah, and even in like the mirror match, I mean, Tim ended up winning the mirror match in round 2 against Smoke. So, I mean, yeah, just solid play, man. And I forget who it was. Was it Zach? I think, yeah, Zach Gray from Chicago, friend of the show. <laughs> he ended up playing uh, Tim, and yeah, Tim did work on him. He's thirteen two, and I saw Zach post on Twitter that he was hoping to give him a better game. Which I mean, that that's what you always hope. Like that's like when I played bots in the uh, Urban Trail. I was like, well, sorry, I didn't give you a better game. It's just I tried some dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Sounds fun. I'm glad you had fun doing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> How are USA guys? Let's see. We did uh, bots took Union. Yep. Then then Bowser took Old Brewers, I guess. And uh, yeah, so um, so I mean, we our best team finished what fifth or sixth there. So we had um, we finished six and seven. Yeah, six seven, yeah. and then the other US team finished sixteenth. So actually, I mean, that's not bad for how big of a team team tournament this was. I didn't know our boy Glenwood was going. Oh yeah. Glenwood, Glenwood did really good over there. I mean, he played Masons of course, and I mean, played some really stiff competition. Um, I think his only loss was Tim. Nope. He lost to, uh, Bartosz Jankowski. Yeah. Apparently that's, good. That's, that's a common theme, right? Just yeah. losing to Tim. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just pretty solid. Uh, pretty happy with the way the U.S. did. I mean, like I said, we had had pretty strong showing, and that's all you can ask for, and that's something that's that big of a stage. Uh, let's see. We got Poland one. Who's on Poland one? Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, just check. It's just fun to go on long chains. Just check out the stats. I'm not going to go through much more of it. But there are a lot of really, really awesome games that hopefully they're going to put on their YouTube channel so people can go back and watch those uh, if they would like. Uh, but I want to do want to talk about, of course, I got to sign in. But I do want to talk about the event stats real quick just because I want to see which captains were brought the most. 
Captains oh, brought the most. Well, it wasn't it wasn't fair, right? But she didn't win her only game. <laughs> I love it when that does happen, just because it's like, oh, that's a hundred percent. Oh, they got played once. It, the captain most taken in the entire event was Thresher with seventy-two games. Yeah, and finished under five hundred. Under five hundred. Forty-seven point two percent win rate. Thresher lost six games to Scalpel, five games to Corsair, three games to Hammer, five games to Honor. Okay, so just a couple things. First off, the Alchemist with apparently Cami and some some of the other changes that they got and Vet Catalyst now, their win rate at WTC with 72 games, mind you, was 75%. Crazy. John, I don't know. This is, this is your showing that you should start playing Alchemist again. I'm not you. I don't jump on the hotness. Dude, get on the hotness. That's not my style. Uh, let's see here. Fish played 108 games, won 54%. That's pr- pretty decent. Uh, let's see here. And then the best minor guild award goes to the Soltitians, winning 50% of their 48 games. Respectable. Yeah. And then you got Falconers and Rats at the bottom, sad face. As if you missed that miners, miners went 55%. Yeah, but I mean, they're only 18 games, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know there was a minimum. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, just really interesting to see just which captains were taken, taken over. Uh, just, I love how the game's just constantly and changing because there, there's more and more captains that you start to see creeping up where it's like, where the hell did this come from? Like, <laughs> like just... Midas just kind of kind of has come out of nowhere with this all all goal scoring just kind of craziness and shenanigans. All right. So, last thing that I think we can talk about is we talked about Cammy a little bit and these alchemists. What what makes her so good? She's just she's a di- she's a different model that kind of helps the guild out. Uh, and a lot of people are excited about her. I guess I think it's just the movement, you know, being fast and being able to jump around with the elusive thing. I don't know. I, did, I, I definitely didn't expect her to to be as useful as she as looks like she's been. I do like Midas, though. The new Midas and the new Vet Cat. Yeah, that, that new Vet Cat, I definitely underestimated how, how nice those little changes would be to him. So just the extra condition damage off of, you know, off his successful attacks was nice. And Midas just kind of scooting around and helping other models scoot around. So it's just just pretty good. Like, I mean, it makes me want to maybe pick up some resin alchemists. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Hey, why not? Why not? I mean, you're a bandwagon guy. You might as well stay a bandwagon guy. Be true to who you are. That's right. You just got to go back to <laughs> go back to what it is, right? Just go back to it. Now, somebody that we didn't talk about, because I don't think the last time we talked, he, or sorry, she was revealed, but Champ is actually a pretty interesting model. I don't know. Have you had a chance to look at Champ and kind of see what she does, John? I mean, I look at it, again, just like one of those solid, okay, does whatever models it seems like, but I haven't seen Champ on the pitch yet. Well, I mean, I do like how Champ can put out close control. So that kind of like if you bring Champ in a lineup, that makes it where it's like, okay, maybe I don't need to bring, you know, Dr. J as one of my captains. I can bring Hammer and Honor and then use Champ to put out more close control. And then 
she's a three, two, which is solid 16 boxes, which is stocky. And then a couple of things is that she has stamina. So she's a five, seven model with stamina that can take four influence, uh, has poised. And she has a cool rule. It's called put me back in coach. Yeah. Like so John, you're the, you're, you're the coach. What do you think about that rule? I, I love that. I, I just, I love the put me back in coach. It's like, Oh, you're going to kill me. No, I'm coming right back. Come right back and then stamina jog and you're right back to the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Or, I mean, since you come in like it's the maintenance phase, you come in off the board edge and you can be told, she can just totally be relevant somewhere where you wouldn't expect her to be. Right. She's 15 inches back in with no influence. Yeah. And she's the, mm, no, I guess she has the same speed as a uh, bone saw, right? Cause bone saw is a five, seven. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> play bone saw. <laughs> rat catchers <laughs> <laughs> why is he oh, oh it's right because i forgot you you like missing goals i know makes me a sad <laughs> panda god god damn it bone saw all right so i like champ a lot like and see this is the problem i'm having with guild ball right now is that each time i see one of these new models come out i'm like yeah i'd like to give that a try it's like why not yes all right let's see here and then the other one that we have scooting around where'd you go is nomad so nomad you have been playing engineers john so what do you think about nomad oh, coming into that man, i don't know engineers I'll, I'll just played engineers one turn so i can push people off the pitch with broken velocity and rivet <laughs> well rivet got fixed a little bit oh man but yeah we're still pretty good but um i love the roulette thing the whole uh you you can kind of switch nomad to what you need Make them faster, make them hit a little harder, or make them kick better. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's kind of different. And then he has a nice little Metallica reference for his uh, legendary play with Wherever I May Roam. Oh, good song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, But you choose a terrain piece within four inches. This model is immediately placed in base contact with that chosen terrain piece. So, got a little bit of hern in him. Yeah, you gotta go. you got to see how the board's set up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but see, that was the problem that we've always had with Hearn. It's like, if you don't bring Theron, then you don't have a guaranteed forest. But since this is a trained piece, you can literally just like, oh, I'm going to go four inches that way. He's placed there. And then you can give him extra movement. Um, he also has something called goal of the month. So when he makes a successful shot, it scores a screamer on any double. And that's, uh, isn't that uh, season briskets thing as well? Uh, no, she scores for like the, she scores for funds. So the TN's always less, right? Yeah. And then I think she also has, I don't know. She, I guess that got taken away. Didn't she used to have that rule where if you scored doubles on anything that it was a, a screamer, apparently they uh, took that away. Hmm. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Listen. Just trust me. Trust me, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to find it. She's gonna be. Here. Oh no, I just I just looked at it. It's not on her card anymore. So that must have changed. She, did. she used to have. She used to have goal of the month. Yeah. T. If any two more two or more successful dice show the same result, then the goal is a screamer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Nomad can scoot around pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's an engineer. It's kind of what they do. I was gonna say that's kind of the problem, though. Is he kind of. He's fighting against those same spots that you have with all your awesome goal scores that you already have. So um, it yeah. is nice that he, he can switch modes, though. I mean, 
you make him you can make him tack seven with rivet. Yeah. Yeah, is it just I don't know what that does for him, but Yeah, I mean I don't know. Is it plus two now or is it just she gives, her her, she gives everybody plus one. She used to give everybody her tack, which was six. Now it's just plus one tack. So he's five. Okay. So he's six, at, so six. And then you can take another then, tack for roulette, make him set plus seven. But I guess if you okay. really want to get to that tackle push dodge. Yeah. I mean, also, you could just like tool him up and then, you know, you're doing momentous three on three and you're doing non momentous four on uh, five. So um, if you're really in a pinch to get some damage, I guess. Yeah, I guess. He also does two damage and minus one armor. So, I mean, that's not for nothing either. Right. But he has, to pay, he has to pay the two for it. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. And I think that's pretty much about it. Let me just kind of look over what we were looking at here. You got some kind of massive piece of terrain you're putting together. Oh, yeah. It's like MDF tabletop scenic stuff. It looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like some kind of wizard tower. It is a crumbling tower. Nice. I've got a couple yeah, I think things. Yeah, I think that's all we're going to talk about, John. So is that is that a crumbling tower just for the um, for your War of the Ring? For Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth? Yeah. Um, I'll yep. use it for that. I mean, it looks, it'll look cool in like... We're playing Warcry a little bit. We're trying that. It'll look cool in that. Yeah, and, and that's got some cool minis. And something that I did start to finally use is I did pick up some of the contrast paints, and I, I've actually been using that. And I want to see if you've started using that as well, John. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to trash every normal paint I have and buy nothing but contrast paints from now on. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Just because they're amazing, I'm up to I'm up to four, five of them, up to five different contrast paints now. They're just they're so good, especially now, for guys who, for like me who don't paint very well. Now, when you use them, though, are you just using the contrast paints, or are you building up kind of off that? No, I'm just using contrast paint. That's all I need. You're gonna have to send me some pictures of your uh, painted, fully painted models with just contrast paints. All right, I'll, I don't have any. I don't know if I have any fully painted because I have don't have enough contrast paints, but I'll show you what I've done so far. All right, cool. Yeah. Cause so I've used it and I've, I picked the colors for traditional colors that are kind of harder to paint. So I like picked up the yellow contrast paint. I picked up the white and you know, some other things like that. And it, it turned out really good. But when I looked at it without any modifications, it did look a little muted, meaning I didn't think it looked, uh, looked as crisp. So, I mean, it looks good. Like, that would be perfectly fine tabletop quality if you just use the contrast paints. But I feel like to make it look good, it's kind of like a a more detailed wash just from the way it kind of blends and smooths out. And I found that what I've been doing is I use the contrast paints and then I put a light wash on top of it and then I build it up to the brightness I want. So it, it cuts out a couple of steps for me, which I like. But it's not something that me personally, I would just paint and go and use. Well, your your painting standards are higher than mine. Yeah. No, but like I said, if we have a guy in our group who just uses the contrast paints and his models look pretty good, like I, I wouldn't, you know, scoff at him for having his whole army painted like that. And it, it's super quick because you just apply it and just let it sit there like a wash. So I've been enjoying it. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with the quality of those contrast paints. I would definitely recommend them, especially to new painters because I feel like you would have to buy less paints overall. Oh yeah. 
because since you don't have to do the blending and you don't have to layer and you don't have to highlight, you could literally just do those contrast paints and then call it good. That, I mean, instead of buying, you know, three different shades of a color, you're just buying one. So, I mean, I think it works out pretty well. Oh, and last week I was like speed painting because I'm trying to get my whole uh, Harad army done for a Middle Earth tournament and contrast paint saved me so much time. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, your model there for Lord of the Rings. And I mean, so all that, the purple and the skin tone and the pants and stuff, that's all contrast? Everything but the purple and metal is is contrast. The skin, the pants, the red. Yeah, I mean, that all, that all looks pretty good as far as like painting standards go. And I mean, that that's solid, man. And that was like super quick. Got to get it done now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, especially if you're playing anything that requires, you know, more than six models, like for Guild Ball. Uh, If you're playing anything that requires like dozens of models, then contrast paints is definitely the way to go if you're trying to crank it out quick. Oh, for sure. So good good job, Games Workshop, getting one right. Yeah, I thought I was like not for them when they first came out and I finally got one and tried it and was like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm so a painter now. <laughs> Go get snake bite leather contrast paint. It looks so good. Does it? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, John, you got anything else before we roll out of this? We're going to keep this one short and sweet. No, not if you want to talk about guild ball. I don't have- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, there's not, not a ton to talk about as far as that goes, but you know, like I said, Enjoy your games, whatever you're playing, but Guild Ball is still a really solid game, and it looks like Steamforge is starting to get a lot of their shit together, so that's really good for uh, for everybody involved. Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, I think we can go ahead and roll some dice and throw some salt, and we're out of here, man. Peace.